0: Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio Hotler. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. uh, um, Diabolical, technical goodies. Radio
1: Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. G'day viewers, welcome to episode 83 of Radio Hotlap, that zany podcast that takes a lighthearted hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues. Thank you, JP. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Johnny. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely sensational. Good. Going into state tomorrow um, oh, yeah. uh, for oh, a few fantastic. days to, to Port Macquarie. Have a little few oh, days Port in the Macquarie, summer. Macquarie, half your luck. Yeah, it's very nice down here in Adelaide, oh. world headquarters of Radio Hotland. It has been quite
0: pleasant, actually. We've had a bit of rain, which we needed badly, and um, it's been cold and clear.
1: The place and is looking green, isn't it? It is. Very green everywhere. Unlike the Rusty Sausage, bright red. Hello, Rusty Sausage. How are you going there? I'm Sleeping <laughs> on the couch there, curled up in yeah. a little bit of a ball there. Quite cool here this evening, isn't it? It in not yeah. But you're not here to talk about the weather. We're not. Or
0: are you? Well, you could be, but you know, I'm not. I'm drinking beer. You are? And what sort of beer are you drinking? I'm just drinking a Cascade Light, yeah. because I'm being a responsible
1: citizen. Before we go to Kanese. That's right. Yes. I'm having what are you a, drinking? Uh, I'm having an organic 2004 Shiraz, a, a no-label from the, the local uh, up-the-road shop. Up the road. But uh, I honestly feel How do you know it's organic? Because it says organic on the label. Yeah, but how do you know it's
0: organic? Because I don't cough and sneeze as <laughs> badly in the morning. Oh, well, that's fair enough reason there. And you'd know all about sneezing. I would. Yeah. With a nose like mine. I didn't say a word. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, JP, I'm going to bring up a couple of topics for you to... Uh, to uh, Carry on about Carry on about And uh, you <laughs> can about. pick Where you'd like to start But obviously It's been uh, A few weeks Since we've had a chat But let's go back To the last weekend uh, It's a, an amazing weekend Where we've had Three major Motorsport events Around the globe um, yes. Simultaneously The Monaco and Formula the Saint 1 Tom. Grand Prix The uh, Indy Racing League uh, Crown uh, And the, Jewel, the Brickyard Or whatever Yes, yes. Uh, the Indy 500 And the Nürburgring 24 Hour. So uh,
0: take your pick Mate well I, I, well, I think you've got to go with Formula One first because it was, a, it was a great race. It was one of those Monaco races where the wet weather, they always say that, you know, the weather's a great leveller uh, if it's wet and, you know, the high-powered cars don't get around so quick and blah, 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 and, it, and that's exactly the way it turned out. It, I thought it was just a, a really good, good race. A few... Bad dramas, uh, you know, like Team India or whatever, um, getting punted off right near the end there by uh, Mr. Kimi. But um, no, I, I, I mean Hamilton certainly, strategy wise, and, and the way that he drove, he didn't put a foot wrong. And um, I thought it was it was just a really really good race. He didn't put a foot wrong. He put a wheel wrong, and, and well, he, he would did, have thought yeah.
1: that uh, he would not have been on the top step of the podium. Mm-hmm after touching the barriers early into the into the race and uh but managed to uh, recuperate from that everyone and else did, had, some, and had had dramas
0: and when he did recuperate from that i think it was it was like oops i just overdid it a little bit there i'll be more careful in the future and from that point onwards really it was just yeah he, he drove like a machine yeah pretty entertaining race uh qualifying
1: was marred by a, a large crash by uh by David Coulthard coming out of the tunnel they're coming into going down towards the, the uh, chicane court. before the the swimming pool complex uh, car just turned right and uh, the tire touched his head and like he was lucky to to get away with that but uh, managed to do a, an okay race up until uh, he had an incident with um uh, Sebastian Bourdais yes. and the Toro Rosso car going up the back of him so um Yes, uh, and yeah, of course, uh, the, probably the disappointment of the race, and also which brought out the hero of the race was uh, Adrian Suttle in the uh, Force India car with yep. uh, Kimi Räikkönen. No fault really of Kimi, just is simply oh, a racing incident there, those, yeah. Um, yeah, coming down there and, uh, and and touching on the backside like only uh, a few laps before the end, seven minutes. Nothing or worse than up.
0: getting touched on the backside a few laps before the end by <laughs> <Like> Kimi. <laughs> That's right, and then though he's like, as he changed, preferences? I thought he was oh, staying with Ferrari. <laughs> What does that say? So, well, I, don't know. I don't think we should go there. Really, and truly, but but Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty entertaining, entertaining event. I reckon it was one of the best Formula One races we've seen this year.
1: Well, uh, it was honest. definitely a, a thriller. The, the, the previous one uh, with with Massa winning, and, and Massa's really uh, coming on strong. And uh, I reckon he's, uh, I reckon he's the title contender for the year. Do you really think so? I really think so. So let's. uh, Personally, I I put my money on Massa, and I hope that uh, hope that he comes comes through with that. Okay. Well, that's an interesting thought. I think uh, Michael Schumacher. May have been there, but it's hard to tell these days because he's very busy riding super bikes <laughs> and also just... falling off them. <laughs> but he can't ride them around Monaco. He can't ride them. Well, yeah, all right, well. he didn't well, actually. He, he can. didn't actually qualify. He, does think he, can. he didn't actually cut the qualifying uh, time. Uh, probably outside the 115 percent or whatever <laughs> they have for for, my, for uh, super bike <laughs> racing. But they went. Look, oh, yeah, Blake will let you in anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, my the, the the sad thing about this is that I I'm I, this is where things can go wrong for 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 champions uh, not that they can make a goose of themselves but I, and I don't mean to be saying this in a morbid way but this is where accidentally people get killed. you're right exactly right
0: yeah yeah and just freak things. Yeah, happened. and he's done all that work and all those years in Formula One and won all those races and da da da. da. At that, at such a professional yeah. level, and then yeah. suddenly,
1: well, no, I'm not. We're not predicting no, anything. Absolutely, but, uh, not. it's just historically, motorsport is like that, and the weirdest yeah. things happen.
0: Yeah, let's well, hope it doesn't. You've only got to go
1: back to Mike Hawthorne, you know. Let's go across ago. to uh, yes, yes, he was. Yes, let's go across to uh, America, the US of A. Well, I would say the first thing is that. Uh, uh, Danica Patrick won't be uh, going to Ryan Briscoe's house for Christmas <laughs> and um, uh, if you could uh, have seen the body language of her walking down pit lane before the security officials managed to take her away whilst <laughs> Ryan is actually still sitting in the car while the car is uh, having its suspension rearranged as so she's probably <laughs> ready to come and punch him out. And It's, it's, it's not just that event, she, she seems to be Fairly hot-headed with with pretty much everybody she comes across. But uh, look, uh, Scott Dixon, uh, uh, he's won it from pole. I can't think of the last time it was won from pole. I can't either. Brilliant drive, absolutely brilliant drive. Uh, Is is this where
0: Australians go and say, really, the New Zealanders are Australians? Ah, well, see, now I noticed in one of the magazines already, they refer to him as an Australasian.
1: Yes. So, there you go. Yeah, they're, they're very, um, very, very very quick to be able to sort of go
0: distance them when things aren't an going Australian good. Australian born New Zealander who holds dual passports, like the dual passports make him Australian, of course. Is it with jewels in it? Yeah. Well, well he's got the jewels because he's got a million, got got a million got, US, you know, didn't he, yeah, out of that, like that? So, he would have some jewels. He did. And milk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the milk. He has to have the milk. He's got to have the milk. And he poured it all over himself, which is, I think that's a first too, because I don't think I've ever seen one of the winners actually pour milk over himself. Well, he probably didn't like it.
1: He probably was one of these children like you and I were that were forced to go to school and drink
0: quarts warm. of
1: quarts Milks. of warm milk at morning all tea bloody morning oh, with a little gold top which had extra yeah. cream
0: yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. just it to wasn't... make your throw up even better yeah you said look I've got <laughs> a gut full of this stuff so you, 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 you can just smoke right off uh, the, I just use it as shampoo so there we go but, but yeah look it was, a, it
1: was a pretty interesting race I suppose and uh, you need to really have a look at it mm. if you haven't seen it It's uh, you'll find it there on YouTube yeah, there's, plenty,
0: yeah. there's plenty of stuff on YouTube, actually. And it, i tell you what, YouTube is really getting seriously good now um, in terms of what's getting uploaded so rapidly. Um, so, if, you know, if there's any bit of motor racing that you've missed anywhere in the world, really, you can search for it on YouTube and the chances are you will find it now. So I think it's very good. Speaking of,
1: of good uh, video, um, Alan Simonson has uh, once again uh, come up uh, with uh, the goods at, at Monza a couple of weeks ago yes, uh, at the second yeah. round of the FIA GT Championship had qualified fairly slowly um, uh, as a result of a wet-dry track scenario um, that forced some GT2 cars to be ahead of him, but um, managed to to come right up to the front, had a little bit of a moment at the Parabolica. But to come back with teammate uh, uh, Philip Petter to third, the second third place in as, in, in as many um rounds bringing them second in the Any championship, championship yep. but it's worth uh, the viewers uh, listeners going to viewers listeners whatever <laughs> yeah, going to uh, listeners. to uh to dot motorsport.com and uh having a look at the video uh oh, from, from each of the events now uh, in the last few days there has been a uh, monza video put together so that's oh, cool. all all really really good so
0: yeah it uh, is all it's definitely up. worth going to viewers go to dot while we're on the subject of alan simonson
1: um yeah if we not know if we talked about how he'd had a uh, a hub failure axle failure at uh, monza uh sorry at spa the week before uh, whilst uh, leading in uh, GT2 in the Le Mans series, the third round with uh, uh, Richard Westbrook and uh, Lars Erik Nielsen, uh, that's uh, unfortunate because they were in a very challenging position. That's the third race in a row where they've been leading GT2, and, and uh, one that they've they've managed to come through with uh, with the outright uh, class win. Uh, the other two DNFs, not very uh, not very good, satisfying results, especially if you're in that team. Going into Le Mans 24 hour, which Lars-Erik Nielsen will be doing with uh, Pierre Kaffer and uh, Pierre Erette uh, Kaffer having come second uh, at Nürburgring 24 hour on the weekend. A lot of the Australians didn't uh, produce very good results. The best being Mel Rose's uh, V eight supercar oh, yeah. uh, combination, which uh, came in around about I think thirty fifth or thirty sixth, um, with uh, um, uh, Rick Shaw in the RX seven with Phil Alexander and I think Steve Boness coming the in. The old 15. Team. the old team from Parramatta Road. That's right. That's, that's right. It, the
0: Parramatta Road team. Uh,
1: the Sean Juniper uh, GT uh, three RSR and the the Quinn. Uh, Quinn Quinn uh, Tony Quinn and, and uh, who was in it? Uh, Craig Baird um, Yes uh, and yep uh, managed to also have uh, dramas I can't uh, haven't found out exactly what, what went on there but uh, yeah some of the Australians like, under underlings that they are have managed to come uh, and
0: do a pretty Pulled good it out job put bag again which is you know not to be sneezed at that's for sure no and I mean, uh, uh, the,
1: the, the winner was uh, a um, the winner was was Mark Lieb and uh, who was co-driving with um, his regular drivers in uh, the Mount Three Racing uh, uh, Porsche GT3 RSR, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, Dumas, uh, Tiemann and Bernard, and uh, yeah, uh, managed to bring that car home. So obviously, just got to be there. Uh, it wasn't the uh, the torrential downpour that it had been the previous
0: year. You caught me with a mouthful of beer. Well, you shouldn't have been. (laughs) Well, at least I'm not crunching chips. Was it a pregnant pause? It was a pregnant pause, actually. Yeah, about six months. (sighs) Going over
1: to technology land, JP, there's been some really interesting things arrive overnight from Adobe Labs.
0: Yes. Uh, Yes. uh, They've uh, provided
1: uh, the uh, uh, betas of... uh, a Dreamweaver CS4, Four. Fireworks CS4 and Soundbirth CS4 only for CS3 registered users. All that's not quite true. You can download and use it for 2 days, <laughs> yes. but uh, a valid serial number will allow you to uh, continue to do the, to 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 work with it. But one of the key features of uh, CS uh, for Dreamweaver is the ability to be able to view a live update of what is what would be happening in a real browser without using the browser so you can tweak the code and it will correspondingly um, update itself uh, in real time and using an open source uh, uh, rendering engine called WebKit uh, should be pretty good. Mm, I've already downloaded it, I've got it on the on the laptop and I'll be having a yep. bit of a squeeze at that on the plane tomorrow so morning while I'm eating my uh, large uh, uh T bone with uh, <laughs> asparagus. Yes, sure. Oh I mean sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, just thinking Are back at the old Ansep yeah, days. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. You get the, you get a cardboard box now, mate, and just uh, chomp on that sandwich.
1: Well, I don't get a sandwich, I think you uh, get
0: You get now. You get my little round balls. Yeah. Whatever. So, and I noticed Adobe have called the thing DreamWorks Web now rather than uh, rather than Dreamweaver. It's gone to DreamWorks, Um, and they've declined to comment on when they're going to release CS4 um, because they reckon that if they let people know when CS4's coming out, it could hurt CS3 sales because there'll be a number of customers who'll hold off on purchases so they can get the latest uh, bits and pieces from CS4. Now, I find that very interesting because they've also categorically stated with the release of CS3 that you will no longer get any updates, upgrades, be able to upgrade if you're more than two versions behind. So the sort of people that they're presumably referring to In hurting CS4 sales are people who either don't use any of the apps at the moment at all or people who've got at least CS2 so people have upgraded to CS2 but they've never actually made the jump to CS3 so um, it's going to be interesting to see whether they roll out public trials or betas of things like Photoshop and Illustrator or whether they just go straight into CS4 with those and go well, there you go boys it's all finished we're not showing any betas off for that we're just going to use selected people
1: Look, I think that people are getting, <clears throat>
0: obviously the market is tightening up
1: and uh, there's a lot of great applications out there for people to be able to use. The return for the people who are developing it, it is obviously diminishing because it, it just costs more and more to create uh, a new version. I yes. mean, how much more functionality can you put into CS4 the technologies are becoming more complex and how does the application really really work for you now i had my first look at the application uh, showed me uh, an interesting approach to workspace rather than uh, just giving it to me uh, as a default open up you in know into my standard screen it would yep. give me various options whether i was a designer yes uh, a an application developer a code guru or i had dual screen mode and yep. whether i was a, a code a real advanced code guru and it would configure the palettes and templates around those two screens and I thought that was that was really 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 clever it probably goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago about web applications with Adobe coming out with Adobe Photoshop Express which was a relatively free application uh, that was effectively a web web, web, online uh, online tool so you would uh, do your editing through the browser that's what I would see where everything is going. Obviously, It just needs the maturity of the, uh, of the of the, the infrastructure.
0: Yes, to be able to the web well, infrastructure. The infrastructure's is a big thing now because I mean yeah, I can, I can tell you straight out. I've done quite a few installs in the last few uh, last week or so, particularly the last ten days and man the number of updates and the volume in terms of size of these updates now is just getting totally beyond a joke for the average punter who hasn't got ADSL2 plus it's just got to that stage i mean like latest model iMac straight out of the factory and this i'm talking the new ones not the you know the new models that have come out not the old ones uh, pre speed bump they're shipping with 1052 but <laughs> that's fine You go online, 14 updates to all the different apps and everything else that are on there. That's fine. Okay, so you do all of those updates. Incidentally, that's about 380 megs worth all up. Then you go, oh, I'm going to install CS3 now. So you install CS3 Premium, Adobe's website. You go there. There's about 600 megs worth of updates. You go Office 2008, Microsoft and the Nice People at Microsoft, which I'm whinging about at the moment. And I'll tell you why later on. Um, have released Office 2008 we've had one update to that which is 1201 and then now we've got a 12.1 service pack update that's just been downloaded, there's another 200 megs of updates, it's just getting absolutely crazy and you're right if we don't get that infrastructure happening and people don't get ADSL 2 Plus and haven't got that facility to download that sort of stuff uh, they're screwed You you, you just cannot do it it's interesting
1: how technology collides with motorsport, and uh, the team that Alan is driving with in uh, in FIA GT, GigaWave produce uh, um, excellent uh, video um, in car in car video yep. materials that uh, products that um, wirelessly connect to the pit bay and um, are extensively used in MotoGP. You've seen the camera sitting yep. on the back of Valentino Rossi's bike, all coming from GigaWave, and there is people might say well why do we have a podcast about motorsport and technology and and barbecues well well barbecues yeah, you know barbecues because barbecue.
0: we enjoy barbecues
1: everyone loves a barbecue but uh, there really is a lot of collision there between there technology is. and uh, and the motorsport industry and we just sort of we like to sort of bring that in to sort of explain that, that there is some coherency between it all
0: absolutely and, uh, it's, and i think it's just going to get more and more and uh, particularly with the likes of wireless and everything else it's just going to roll on and um, I can foresee you know in in the not too distant future that uh, you will be able to maybe go to your favorite team site and view live in-car camera footage on the web it, you know it, it, it's pretty well a foregone conclusion that that that's going to be an option for you in two or three to- two or three years time funny isn't it when we think when we talk
1: about that if we only go back to 2002 uh, 2000 when I put that uh, concept forward about in car video and telemetry yep. on the mobile phones, and
0: yeah, well, and we're nearly there.
1: You get we're eye. nearly there. It's 2008, nine years down the track. Yeah, well, G 3G phones still haven't
0: arrived. No, but nuts, no thanks. <laughs> well, that cut the conversation short. No, they're nice nuts. They're um, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're almond nuts, they're almonds, almond but yet. they're um. Oh, no, they've got that uh, salty, smoky stuff on the outside. Smoked almonds. Smoked up. Well, there you go. Salty, smoky stuff. That's close enough, isn't it? Now, I see that talking about salty, smoky stuff. No, it's got nothing to do with it, really. Alan Jones reckons that A1GP should run at Albert Park and replace the Grand Prix if we lose it. It's not a bad idea. It's not.
1: I think it could work. I think it's all going to depend about how expensive it is for people to get in. I mean, from a from a from a, a general public point of view, they really don't get to see a great deal. It's most of these events are created for the corporate markets,
0: yeah, and the paying public. They just they really do get left out. Well, they always get the rough end of the stick, don't they? Because they're always perched on a bloody hill somewhere with, you know, no shade, no, uh, no um, shelter from the bare inclement weather if it's raining or whatever. Uh, whereas the corporates are all in their little boxes with all the stuff happening and the, and the TVs so that they can see what's going on around the track. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting uh, scenario. Could happen. you look at me like that <laughs> i know what i was going to say too while well, you were talking about lamars and we're talking about lamars 24 i see alex davidson's uh, off uh, off there um, he's gonna make make his debut in uh, the team feldmeyer proton well he's um, been
1: actually racing with uh, with mark lieb in the uh, Feldmeier proton uh, uh, 997 gd3 rsr and the Le Mans series all year yep. um, and uh, came second at the, the, the Spa round so they're getting along uh, well together they've known each other for a fair while from Porsche Super Cup and yep. um uh, in fact, Alan Simonson had co-driven with uh, Alex Davidson in the Autobahn car back in oh, uh, 2005 back back before back Alan had gone to uh, 888 for yep, uh, right. 06 and 07. That's so, did. Yeah. you know, it's a small world when it, when it comes down to it. But yeah, uh,
0: mm. so yeah, good for them. I think it's a, uh, you know, a nice feather in their cap. They get the 24-hour gig. We should just quickly talk about Alan's uh, drive at uh, Le Mans
1: 24-Hour. It, it has, um, in some respects, evaporated. Earlier in the year, he drove at Sebring with Tafel, um, and there was a second car that was entered for him uh, that he would be in with Dirk Mueller and uh, Dominic Farnbacher. That car got pulled from the event, and uh, as a result, because it's very much invitation only, or you have to be... A winning or the mm-hmm. top level of a of a Le Mans Series championship to get an automatic entry. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the car the the drive then fell to uh, another vehicle, so we've been spending a fair bit of time uh, trying to get him into a, a different car. Initially, uh, we were looking at the uh, creation LMP one, but uh, that has now uh, fallen uh, fallen through. And uh, just this evening, the the Krauss Schiller Lola. LMP2 Mazda powered cars following through. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, Alan is not a driver that pays, and uh, they uh, found someone that wanted to pay a lot of money. So, obviously, they're not really focused on speed, they're focused on on getting the dollars in the door. But having
0: said that, so they can run the race, yeah.
1: It doesn't mean that Alan won't be there, he doesn't need to do the uh, mandatory uh, rookie. Test Trade day this weekend isn't yep. uh, for those who have never been to Le Mans, which I think caught Jason Brow- Bright out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. following the test day, all sorts of things can happen. People don't front with the money and this and that, and then they suddenly go, yeah, "Well, we'll Look, let, let's go, go for a fast driver." Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, my, my gut feeling is that I would, I, I think that Alan will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, uh, you know, just sit tight and wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Fair
0: cool. I think that's what we probably should do. Um, now I wanted to uh, touch on this uh, f- on the front page of Auto Fiction last week and this week. Uh, was it last week or the week before when they had the Murker on the front, and they were talking about opening in the series up and making ah, silhouette. it a silhouette series and blah 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 blah. And then this week, it's there that you know the the Ford and Holden stakeholders. Um, have both come back with, well, hold on a minute. Um, You know, it's our series. It's our format. Um, You know, we need consultation. Uh, There shouldn't be, like, a knee-jerk reaction just because, because, because. And that's all fair enough, and they're right. But the bottom line, from a punter's point of view, as far as I'm concerned, and, I mean, yes, there are plenty of Ford and Holden fans around the country, but... Ford and Holden, great as they are in terms of the companies that they are and the cars that they've got across the range, Commodore and Falcon are the two that compete in V8s. And, you know, you you don't have to be Einstein to have not read all the crap about the fact that they're losing sales, you know, they're going backwards, rah, 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 rah. So... You can't really say and and that they're cutting back. I mean, like you, there's all this hoo-ha at the moment about whether Ford's gonna, um, you know, cut uh, Stone Brothers lunch or whatever for argument's sake. Um, so I don't think they can sit there whinging about it. I just think that hopefully the doors now open for uh, discussion on this whole issue, and there will be correct consultation. And I'm hoping at least that uh, by say 2010, 2012. We will see an opened up silhouette formula because uh, I think that will actually attract a lot more fans from a bigger range of of, of car manufacturers the, well in, in some respect they must be moving to it uh,
1: because they're adding composite panels all over the car now the rear quarters uh, were a, a composite or they were trialling yes. them in New Zealand yep. the doors front guards how much mm-hmm. how much really how far can you go before it's not really yeah, considered? It's not what you buy in the showroom anymore. And mm-hmm. seeing some uh, some images recently of how supercars have been built, uh, it's it's not like you get a
0: shell from the factory anymore and then well, you modify Look the at the Holden because the, the wheelbase is too long from the VE. So you simply know. buy you're simply building the roll cage mm. for which
1: is the strengthening device. And then adding floor plans and, and 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 things onto that, and turrets, the roof over the the car, to be able to give a representation. Now, watching the nationwide uh, uh, series uh, NASCAR the other day, like the the Camrys are going really good. But the Camrys, do they make a Camry that looks like that?
0: I don't think. I don't so. think so. Well, well, unless it's the US only thing, which, which but which they, is look, they
1: all look the same. They all look like these, like. Two or sort of like a modern, sort of
0: like uh, it's a modern, um, um, modern what? Well, Toyota Corona hazard car. <laughs> hazard.
1: Uh, speaking of which, I saw a, a lovely Dodge Charger 440 RT, yeah, uh, down in town the other day, midnight blue, mm-hmm. and I thought, Ooh, <laughs> Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, <laughs> or is it the other way
0: around? Dirty, yes, Mary, crazy dirty Mary, crazy Mary. Crazy yeah, Mary. Mary. Oh, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, you're right. She was dirty. Mmm. So, I'm eating chips now. Johnny's found some chips, viewers. Which is good. Barbecuing.
1: You've been doing some barbecuing lately, JP. Now, you've got some lamb backstrap. How good has
0: that been for you? It's been pretty good, Johnny. I've been pretty happy with it. And, um, we, uh, we did a, um, a Weber the other day. And um, did some nice pork got these really good pork chops were nice thick ones with the rind on the outside so you could get the bit of crackle happening and everything else and they turned out very very nicely now what what we did with those was we had this special sauce that Laney mixed up and we had nice olives and things in there it was really really nice I really enjoyed it interesting to contrast pork with olives it is but it works because you've got that sort of salty texture salty bitterness of the olives if you like and then the the smooth almost bland sort of taste of the of the pork and and then of course the crackle where you've got the uh, lots of salt rubbed into the uh, thing which is probably terribly bad for you but as long as you only have it once every two or three weeks viewers you're all right how screwed up is Sennheiser I
1: mean we know they make really great products but um, you know, I've just today I went up to, to, to buy some headphones from just for my re- replacement headphones, and I found no less than um five uh no, uh 72 different yeah. headphones, um, and and even earbuds, like we were way over, way over thirty with the different earbuds that no one could tell me anything about what the difference was. Them, I mean, how screwy is that?
0: It is screwy. It's it's, it's sort of um, uh, product overload, I guess you could call it. And Sennheiser are a, a very you know good acknowledged brand, high quality, rah, 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 rah. But the range is just so huge. I don't know how anybody ever makes a decision on what they want to buy. And I think they're doing themselves a disservice because when people
1: think Sennheiser, they go, this is quality. They go, look, if I want to buy a Sennheiser product, I'm going to get a really good sound. And then they go, here's this Sennheiser and then there's that Sennheiser. They go, so that's a crap Sennheiser. Yeah. And suddenly, just Mm. by virtue of them having a low-end product, which may be very good, Mm. people are going, well... I feel like I'm not getting the love. Mm. They should just have several items.
0: Yeah, not 25 million.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just (laughs) it's it's maddening, (laughs) and their product numbering system it's worse than Sony. Oh
0: come on. Well, it's up. Is it really?
1: Well, yeah. Well, like like, wouldn't you think that the HD 512 would be a lower spec than the HD 650? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't you go? Here we go. We start with the HD six hundred of oh, Volt yeah. God, Then we go to the HD six six hundred. Sorry, then the HD six hundred and fifty. Then to the HD five one five. Back to the five five five. Then the five nine five. Down to the EH one hundred and fifty. I mean, look, where's it? it Get your numbering right. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I just think that the thing's it's been
0: laid out wrong, like they're obviously but the, uh, the Marketing They're tosses. just trying Marketing to be. Marketing s- tossers that don't know anything so about things to so many people. You know, there's motoring headphones. What is, what's a motoring headphone? That's and then good. there's airline it's headphones. It's con- Noise cancelling Certainly, but it's know. confusing but the public. It is, you're right. It is.
1: But and, and Apple's confusing the public a bit too. Because uh, they're opening a store in Sydney and there's this, mm. uh, the, it's uh, in King Street. Mm. It's, been, uh, it's been blue signed up. But uh, it's confusing people. I don't know where they should be buying their products, JP. And, you know, as a reseller, as someone who's adding value-added services, who's like, you can come back to the face of the Apple product. I mean, how long is it before we see in-car kits in race cars?
0: Well... Conceptually. Conceptually, it... it could could be very, very soon. Very, very soon. It'd have to be two-way. Mm. Well, it would. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that'd work. It's not working for me. Two. Well, um, what was I going to say? Oh, gee, I've forgotten. I have too. I just can't think of anything to talk about. Tonight. Oh, I had a few, quite a few things to, I know what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I had this thing and I've, I've hung on to it for two weeks now, three weeks now in fact, because we need to get back to um, the fact that we haven't done a show since Barber Gallo. We
1: did a show Barbe-Gallo. pre barbagallo
0: but we didn't do a show oh, since. Barba
1: Gallo was a shocker for everybody.
0: Well it was, it, um, uh, and maybe it, it's that far removed now that we probably don't even need to talk about the actual racing or whatever. But one thing I thought that was very interesting that I found out after the event, was a real good um, mix of motorsport and technology and the beloved printing industry that you and I have been involved with from time to time. Beloved viewers. Well, I don't know about beloved. Maybe I'm lying. All those fuckers. But Stone Brothers Racing had the biggest vehicle wrap ever done prior to (laughs) Barbagello. So they drove their transporters all the way from... um, uh, Queensland down to uh, WA. Um, and they've got this huge is it a B double? Is that class as a B double or is it's that, bigger than a B double? It's bigger than a B. It's actually bigger than a B double. It's got a prime mover and then there's a short trailer and then there's one eight, huge trailer. Eight.
1: We've got we've got twelve wheels, twelve. Uh, eight, that's twenty. Yeah. And another 12, 20, 32, uh, thirty-four wheels. Yes,
0: Mm. it is a B-double, and of
1: course it's expanded in the And it's
0: uh, absolutely massive. But what they've gone and done is that they've covered the entire truck with stick-on vinyl that's all been pre-printed. So apparently it's um, 20 specialists got the job done in four days, and it was all printed on roll and plotters. And uh, they used 450 square metres of printed vinyl. It took three Roland machines 55 hours to prepare, print and laminate the material. And uh, they had all this super duper bloody 3M film which gives a high gloss wet paint look. Blah, 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 blah. And apparently inside the Brisbane Truck Centre... They had to use masses of scaffolding and extension leads and floodlights ladders trestles heat guns and all sorts of crap and there was 15 people including seven sign writing apprentices to work on the project and stick all the vinyl and how on. did they get it on there without a bubble well obviously they've got lots the, the, of pins the, the, and the, lots the, of hot the, air there's guns. obviously
1: a few duds <laughs> they'd have to be like
0: but i mean it looks oh, we've got a photo of it here viewers it looks sensational and yeah I mean that's obviously the sign of things to come. Well we've always known that we could do really
1: good truck wraps in fact we uh, always mm-hmm. come up with some really good good things if you're going to travel across the no country that far you might as well uh, do it as an advertising uh, commercial. Well the guy who does it is a guy
0: named Steve Lamborn. Oh and, not uh, Steve Kled Lamborn. Clegg Media and uh, he specializes in Stevie, vehicle wrapping. Yeah, Good old Lamborn. And he wrapped over a hundred trucks last year so there you go. Oh he's a target he's a target (laughs) it it sums up the article I've got here incidentally I got this from um, an online magazine that I subscribe to which is for the printing industry it's got nothing to do with motorsport or um, or technology really as such Um, the last two lines is um, it could well be Australasia's and possibly the world's largest vehicle wrap so there you go
1: well, there you go. It must be a BFO. It is trailer. Very BFO. Indeed. Mate, uh, what are we going to talk about? I really, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm out
0: of here. Well, you, to talk you're, about just, about you're hopeless. I am hopeless. hopeless. What about the new, um, the new Subi? I well, reckon Atco's going to um, debut the uh, new Impreza. On the weekend in the Acropolis Rally, but he was, uh, chi- he was
1: very he was very coy about that at the last uh, round.
0: Yes, so he's up I don't there know. in
1: third place. He's still a yep. championship contender.
0: Yeah, uh, and you'd have to think that if he's up there in third place, he'd be going, "Do I really want to get into a new car?" You know, oh, no, I know they've done extensive testing and everything else, but it's such a radical departure from the last what six seasons worth of, of Subies. Um, with the new hatchback, you know, scenario and everything else, that uh, it, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch this weekend, I reckon. So um, apparently the car was officially unveiled uh, today. It's Wednesday today, isn't it? Yeah, today. So um, there you go. Uh, keep an eye on the Acropolis Rally. There you go. Well,
1: we'll uh, be back next week when uh, we, uh, unless you've got anything else to say.
0: Gee, you really are just chopping it all apart, aren't you? Well, I've got a little bit more tech here. Oh, go on. Well, they've uh, supposedly, and we're moving back to Apple just very quickly, they've applied for a patent that everybody's um, thinking is for solar-powered portable devices. So you could technically have an iPod or an iPhone. That's B-squared D. (laughs) That is partially, at least, solar-charged. Now they reckon that the interesting thing about this is that somebody has got has got the conjecture of, or whatever as, as real or, or reckons that Apple have devised a way or they are currently trying to devise a way, which is why they've taken the patent out of sandwiching like a touch screen um, and then the LCD layer and then the solar panels all in the same uh, three layers sandwich yeah just as, a, as like a sandwich um and it's only going to be good for devices like the iphone and the ipod touch because they're on they're the only devices that have got a sufficient surface area of the actual touch screen that's going to be big enough to gain any benefit from uh, from trying to catch sun rays to uh, power the device um the patent application itself apparently makes no mention of how to get over the screen reflection problem because LCDs will reflect the light back so they're not going to be absorbing the uh, the solar panels unless the solar panels are actually on top of the LCD screen. So uh, yeah that's an interesting one. I think it'll all be very good JP conceptually
1: yep. unless they're being used on re-entry. Can because it can all go horribly wrong. It can. <laughs> you idiot.
0: That means <laughs> we'll see you next week. It does, viewers. Good night. <laughs>